Okay, welcome to Unqualified Sports, where the unqualified athletes have qualified opinions. We actually have a very, very special guest today. Um, she has a list of titles, so let me take a deep breath. Um, she's a mental health professional, a provisional licensed professional counselor, and also a national certified counselor. Her name is Anjali Ford. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yep, that was correct. Okay, perfect. I, I don't like messing up people's names because my name has been brutalized for years. <laughs> so I, I try to do that the proper way. Now, if y'all, oh, no problem. Most people probably that knows you knows that that that's your name. You went to Nichols with me. I knew you by Slim, but I just didn't feel right saying Slim Ford, especially after saying right. all those titles. Um <laughs> But uh, I'll just refer to you as Miss Ford. So, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. That's good. Can't complain. That's 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 perfect. That's perfect. And again, thank you for for joining us on the podcast today. We really really appreciate it. We really no do. No problem, man. Um, but so today, you know, just to kind of get the listeners a little bit about what we what we're discussing today, we're gonna be discussing some mental health issues. As you as you heard the long list that she has. You know, she's clearly a professional. She's an expert. Uh, so we rather have somebody come on and talk about this that are uh, more qualified than us to, to discuss it. Um, and, you know, and we're going to talk about it generally. And it's kind of is relevance with society is relevance with uh, sport and different athletes. Uh, but before we get into the mental health, um, Anjali, you were actually a volleyball, a collegiate volleyball player. So. You know, at, at Nichols, um, and I think you told me before this interview, you actually headed to go play volleyball or something to that effect. So you're still active with it. Um, what was it like playing on a collegiate level, uh, playing volleyball collegially? Um, well, collegially, it was amazing because, I mean, at Nichols, you know how tight-knit the athletic community was. So um, a lot of people came out to watch the game, and it was awesome to see everybody come out supporting um even though you know sometimes we didn't win but it was awesome to have that support um out there in the crowds and you know friends and stuff watching it's definitely a uh, rush to be out on the court and to you know be at the top of your game just competing and having fun okay okay great great yeah i definitely used to come to some of the games i don't think i made every game but i know that was something that we did do <laughs> um you know we definitely right. came to watch you guys play uh, what would you say um, your main role was for the team? Um, I mean, my main role was just to show up. So, and I mean, I'm the type of athlete, I'm not very loud, but at the same time, um, you know I'm going to show up. Right. <laughs> so, um, so I guess, I guess that was mainly my role. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, do you have a favorite volleyball player? Okay, oh, um, beach volleyball, I would say April Ross. And indoor, actually, my favorite volleyball players are Kim Willoughby and Destiny Hooker. Nah, I have to go Google no? these people. I definitely have to go Google oh, these yeah. people so I can know. I'm sorry that I'm not, like, very fond of volleyball. I will watch it, um, and I enjoy it. I actually do enjoy watching it. I just it's, I, I, I just hate America sometimes because it just keeps us away from other good things, and they just drown us with basketball, football, and you know those right. those other sports. Uh, but speaking of those other sports, do you have just a favorite athlete, or are those your favorite athletes? Period. Um, I would say Destiny Hooker. Um, 
Those are my favorite athletes, Barry. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. That's what I'm talking about. A volleyball player who loves volleyball players. Like, that's how it's supposed to yep. be. Okay. So let's so let's kind of rewind a little bit. We're going to kind of get back into the real reason you're here, uh, which is mental yeah. health. Um, can you explain to the listeners what it is you, you do exactly? Well, um, I work at um, an agency called Family Care, which is located in New Orleans. And um, our job is basically uh, mental health rehab. So uh, we work with um, what we call consumers or clients um, to help them with uh, whatever diagnosis that they have. So we work with them extensively to help them meet treatment goals and uh hopefully be able to function uh as normal as possible okay that sounds that sounds very very in-depth like i'm pretty sure you have to deal with a <laughs> lot of different things um that's very interesting um this kind of off topic i wasn't even thinking about this but my fiance kind of works in a i guess in a similar field um she she does case uh-huh. she does case management and different things to that effect and uh, she works with people with like more like mental disabilities. Is that more of the the realm of people that you deal with, or you deal with, or you deal with everything? Like, you know, it's from one thing to the next, like a long list of things. Well, um, with mental disabilities, we do work out of the DSM, and they have a long list of different things. Most people, when they hear mental illness, they think crazy, but it's not really crazy. It's just um, the inability to function well within whatever society or your own personal life. So we work with uh, kids with ADHD to people who have depression and even some of the most severe cases, which might be schizophrenia, bipolar. So um, it's it's a lot of different things that we work with. Oh, that's, this, this, look, this is, this is really like... Uh... I don't know. The, I don't know. The, I wanted to say therapeutic, but this that's not the word that I want to say. But this is more like one of those things where it's good for me because like in my past, I I would say I would kind of say that I was one of those people that was like reluctant to believe in those type of things. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and I, I'm kind of skipping ahead, but I guess kind of like the the manly thing is you know it's all in your mind and you can control it and you know not really appreciating the fact that this is a serious thing um and it almost seems like now um it's trending it's almost like it's a trending thing not like it's a fad but it's like it's starting to come more to the the forefront you know like uh as an expert like what are what are your thoughts on the upward trend of of this mental health it's kind of like this outbreak of people recognizing mental health and stuff like that well i think it's amazing because a lot of times mental health is taboo and especially in the black community when you know a lot of times people just be like pray about it well yeah pray about it faith is awesome believe in god but if you don't know the steps it takes in order to um you know use proper techniques in order to uh, cope with whatever you're going through then sometimes you know, you need you just need a professional to help you along the way, and um, I, I I love it because media, you know, it it promotes a lot of stuff, and when it's promoting positive things like mental health, I'm all for it. Right, right, yeah, and it's I noticed uh, I, I recently just um, read an article uh, by Bleacher Report. And they were saying how, uh, you know, they, you know, I'm pretty sure you heard of the the Kevin Loves and the DeMar DeRozan. They they kind of, 
I don't, I'm not sure if you heard of, maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but they, you know, they had moments where they had panic attacks and they were suffering from different things. And, you know, maybe five, maybe, maybe, maybe not even five years ago, maybe say three or four years ago, somebody, somebody would have looked at that and ridiculed that and said, oh, you're weak oh, you're soft, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but now they're kind of like bringing that, that even more so like with these big names, they're saying, okay, look, I have a problem. And even though I'm an athlete, I'm not, uh, it's not like this can't happen to me. And if you going through it, you know, we, we, we all suffer from different things. I mean, like, what do you think about those players actually coming out and saying those things, you know, as, as an athlete? Um, I mean, like, I noticed that you said that, a lot of people would be like, oh, you know, you're weak. And that just makes me think of society and how society uh, usually tells men, you know, suck it up, toughen up, you're a man, um, don't cry about it, you know, be strong. And, you know, to see guys, for one, step up and say, hey, um, I do have a problem that I need to work through is amazing because it gives other um, people who are looking up to them the ability to say, hey, I might need some help sooner than later, you know, sooner than it gets to a point where somebody might be suicidal or they just feel hopeless, you know. So, um, and as I mentioned, media (laughs) is the biggest driving force to any kind of, I wouldn't say trend, but to, you know, bring light to any situation. So, right, right. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's that's perfect, man, and 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 really, that's how you know. Like I said, just just in the way that we raise, and I and just like you said, you spoke on the black community thing, and that's another thing. Like, do you think it's you, you said it in the black community? In the black community, it's like taboo. Do you do you think you know? Like, let me see. I want to ask you this. Like, what do you think is the reason why the black community does that? Like, why why do we do that as a people? And this is just opinion. I just think that it's not intentionally done. It's just maybe a history of needing to protect ourselves, not wanting to let anybody in. Mm. You know, um, just I, I just think a whole protective thing. Because, I mean, as much as it is in a black community, it's also in a poverty-driven communities. So, uh. in of course, black people are... Um, part of that community. So I think it's just a protection of, well, we don't need to tell anybody this or they don't need to know this because if you let people know, then they can come in and disrupt whatever's going on, say, law enforcement, you know? (laughs) So I think it, you know, I think it ties into a lot of that. But a lot of people, a lot of black people and people in poverty are seeking mental uh, health treatment now, which is a great thing. Yeah, I noticed it. Like, I even hear, like, because uh, I listen to The Breakfast Club some mornings when I ride to work. And even, like, Charlemagne say he goes once a week. And that's, mm-hmm. like, to me, that's so powerful because, like, I've went and, oh, my God. And I, now that I think more about it and uh, that I'm more open to this notion, like, just just myself, I, I know that I was one of those people that was, like, just totally against that that aspect of life like counseling and therapy and mm-hmm. stuff like that like thinking oh well that's you can do that on your own kind of like what you say like just pray about it you're gonna be fine like you know uh and i think as a child like even with my mom she kind of put that in me to be like you'll feel better you know what i'm saying like and it's not necessarily right, right, her right. fault 
you know, but you'll feel better. You'll get over. You'll feel better. And I think I think you're absolutely right. I, I think you uh, hit the nail on the head um, with that. Um, I noticed you said something else about like treatment. Um, do you think there is a ideal way to to treat some of these these? Uh, I don't I don't know how to call them. I guess you can correct that. I don't want to say ailments or some of these issues. I, uh-huh. I say. something that that i've thought about before especially with like you say a lot of the the things that you kind of like slightly hinted about uh police and when you were mentioning about black people uh that just simply that fear but just not having someone to actually communicate with or to express yourself with um it seems like that that would be something like that would that's kind of like what you're saying like having somebody to actually help you find out what the issue is that's causing you to have these these problems so um right i I think that's perfect um tell me this what do you think how do you feel about like social media like do you how do you what do you think is is part in the mental health world is like is it more more negative than positive or more positive than negative you know what do you think good things and there are also not so good things about social media because a lot of times, I mean, it's easy to make memes. It's easy to post a status and it's easy for people to read it and say, oh, this makes sense. But, I mean, anything can make sense if you don't know, you if you're not educated about it, you know? Right. So, um, I think it's important to be aware of what you're putting out there when you're putting it out there. Like, the notion of, I, I've seen a meme that did, um, it was about medicine that people take uh, to help with depression. And it's like, well, if I take this medicine and it makes me suicidal, then, you know, it defeats the purpose. And it's like, well, you don't understand the medicine. You know, you don't understand why it can do that. But it's not the fact that the medicine makes you suicidal. It's just the fact that if you're depressed, uh, you're so hopeless that you can't, you know, come up with a plan to want to commit suicide. So it's like if you get the medicine and it starts helping you uh, normalize what your chemicals in your brain or whatever it is. And so you're finally able to think clearly. But whatever is the underlying problem might still be there. You might still feel like you don't want to live, you know. So it's not the medicine that causes suicide. It's your ability to think clearly that, you know, might increase your chances of suicide. So. When I see memes like that, I'm just like, no, <laughs> like, right. I wish y'all would understand better. And then now you're detouring people away from something that can potentially help them or save their lives. So, I mean, I think media is good and also has its bad qualities right. about it. Right, right. I, um, we, we normally talk, me and my friends, we normally talk about 
different things like when it comes to these athlete, the athletes and like just just for the, the biggest athlete in the world probably right now is maybe LeBron James and like the scru- right. the scrutiny that he gets and huh. and it's like as a normal person like I would probably either want to hurt somebody or hurt myself like because right. it's ridiculous people go after his family people go after his children you know his mom whatever you know they they take it to a whole nother level and to me that's the that's not the full negative that's on a extreme like all the way to the right type level but i think that like what you're saying is correct because you see things and people just are so harsh because they're sitting behind uh, their phone or their laptops or whatever like. <laughs> and it's like it's 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 almost inhumane you know to to be that way um do you think like what is the most common of the uh mental health issues that you you know that you come across well um i work mostly with kids so it's mostly uh adhd uh mood disorders and hmm. yeah it's mostly adhd and mood disorders mood disorders okay can you kind of explain yeah. what those are it's kind of like the inability to uh, um, regulate moods, which uh, can be some impulsive uh, reasoning, anger, outbursts, uh, stuff like that. So a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of normal stuff that you see in kids, but a lot of things that you might see in people who aren't in touch with their uh, emotions. Mm, that is that that is very interesting. So have you? I mean, I know you can't get into too much detail and, and nothing in particular. But like, have you right. had to deal with um, any depression in, in in any of these children? Um. Yeah. Sometimes we get uh, depression. Hmm. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Like, I mean, you know, you want you don't want to think that kids go through that. You don't want them to have to go through that. So that's interesting that right. they actually have children that, that go through but I'm pretty sure they have some kids in some very severe situations. Um, exactly. Yeah. Just, exactly. And I mean, it doesn't even have to be bad situations because you have to remember that a lot of kids, it depends on what age group they're in there. They want to please their peers. So if they're not fitting in, then they can, you know, easily feel depressed or, you know, unwanted or unliked. Wow. So, Wow, you don't know how much you 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 preaching to me right now. Uh, <laughs> so serious, I I'm not mentioning that because um, I have a little brother that I'm not sure if I'm not sure exactly what his mental is at this moment, and uh, mm-hmm. we've been having just different little issues along those lines, kind of like what you're saying with like move. move he may maybe I, I, I can't I, you know I can't diagnose it or anything, but it it's just right. like what you explained. It's kind of similar to what he, you know, he has showcased. And, um, you know, he's in in a tough situation at this moment. And so it's just like I can, I see, I kind of see where you're going with it. Um, Maybe we'll have to talk a little bit off wax about that. Uh, But I did, I actually did have a a friend of mine that texted me recently, um, just asking me if I was okay. And um, I, I didn't know, you know, initially, he, you know, he's he just like, are you good? And I was like, trying to figure, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like, what happened? I'm thinking something happened that right, maybe I right, was involved in that I didn't know I was involved in or, or something, you know, I didn't know. 
and he just, you know, he went on to tell me that uh, recently a family member of his um, was suffering from depression and committed suicide, um, which is, you know, a sad thing. And he actually, you know, then furthermore expressed to me that um, being his friend, now this is not me trying to toot my horn, I, I didn't even know. Like, he was like, man, you know, just because you were, you know, you were hit me back and we will chat every now and then, you, you don't even understand. You didn't took me out of dark places at times. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to say, like, I I don't know what to say to that. You know, like, I'm glad that you didn't do anything to yourself, you know. um, Yeah, I mean, that's perfectly fine to um, let somebody know, you know, how you're feeling or what you're thinking. Nothing's wrong with that at all. (laughs) Right, right. So, yeah, definitely. But I'm happy you could reach out to me and you trust me or, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think I think more people have to have those type of conversations, like, and I think it's getting, and I and I think that's one of the good positive things about the whole mental health this being something that's in a uh, upward trending motion because now more people will be more comfortable to say, man, look, I'm I'm going through something right now, you know, and less people will judge. For the most part, in a personal setting, I think that's when the social media will probably reflect differently. But um, in a personal setting, I think so. I, I noticed like a lot of different things. I'm like, I hate that I was about to reference this, but like love and hip hop and different things. You have people that suffer from those depressions. They have family members that maybe committed suicide. What do you think it be like one of the main reasons that people feel like it's okay to commit suicide? I mean, a lot of times when people just feel like there's no other option, then they feel like not living is the only option. So, and unfortunately, a lot of people feel that way. And I mean, it's easy for us to say, oh, you know, things are going to be better or things get better. But when you feel like you're down and you are just existing in life, then you know, a lot of times it's hard to get through to people, um, you know, to try to even find a positive. Right. You know, everything is just no. It's just no. And that's their reality. So, Which that actually just triggered, yeah. triggered something in my mind to ask you uh, also. Um, I'm pretty sure there are, there are signs. Like, I, I was a firm believer that somebody that keeps telling you that they want to kill themselves really doesn't want to kill themselves mm-hmm. like back in my back in my ignorant mindset um, right is that something that does it seem like people that do commit suicide really don't leave any actual verbal signs i believe everybody's different a lot of people are really really good at hiding their feelings and some people just are really good at hiding their feelings and some people you know they'll hit certain things but like some of the major signs that we um look at is like depression um uh change in mood or irritability um change in appetite sleep patterns stuff like that um a lot of times they say sometimes people you know give things away some of their possessions away to people that they trust um i mean it could be a lot of different signs but uh i guess one of the best things is to like your friend did, he checked in with you, you know, uh, that's one of the, I think that's things that you can do for somebody to check in with them. And if they need somebody to talk to, then it's important to listen, you know, wow. so, but you know, everybody's different. That That is, that is really cool. That is really cool. Um, to kind of get on a, on a, uh, a, a lighter note, I actually want to kind of 
change the mood up a little bit and and kind of jump these uh as we like to call these SQs, these she questions. Um, so I got a, uh-huh. a she sent me three questions uh, that he wants me to ask you. Uh, so uh, I hope you're ready. <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay. So uh, he said the first question is, who is the goat of volleyball? Indoor volleyball, the goat is April Ross. Uh, I mean, not indoor. Beach volleyball, the goat is April Ross. Um, I mean, Carrie Walsh is the goat. She has her legacy, but April Ross is my girl. Um, indoor, I would say my other two favorites, Kim Willoughby and Destiny Hooker. Like, if you look at their career, you're going to be like, what? You're going to be amazed. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely got to look these people up. Okay. And I, I actually played against Destiny Hooker when I was up playing at Nichols because she was in our conference. Oh, wow. Um, How was yeah. that? How was that experience? I, I survived. <laughs> <laughs> you live to tell about I'm it, alive. huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I understand that. I understand that. Okay. His next question, this is this nice. This is a little off the wall, but I'm going to ask it anyway because he sent it. Um, do you think you could spike on the Hulk? This is what this man said. <laughs> <laughs> on the Hulk, let me see. So I'm only like five six, and when you're short playing volleyball, you have to find other ways to get around him. So I think I would try to hit it off one of his muscles, you know, <laughs> so that I can get the point. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm telling you, this is just so left. Okay, all right, and this last. Last but not least question. Definitely not the least question. Okay, this is from Sheed. Remember this. Do you remember when Sheed saved you from getting spiked on in the Maison? Yes or hell yes? This is his options. Yes or hell Sheed. Rashid Powell. He said, do you remember when Sheed himself saved you from getting spiked on in the Maison? Yes or or hell yes. That's what he said. <laughs> he said yes or hell yes. <laughs> I'm going to go with um, I cannot confirm nor deny. But <laughs> 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 well, hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> hell yes. <laughs> so can you explain the situation, what he's talking about? Look, well, there were so many days that we would just go out Mason and play volleyball from sun up to sunrise. So I'm sure he saved me one time, at least one time. <laughs> but those were the days. Yeah, I man. Those, days. those were good days. Definitely, definitely, man, definitely. Um, I know. Um, we kind of got into a lot of things, and I know, I know, you got stuff you got to go destroy somebody else in volleyball in a few minutes. Um, but I, I did want to. <laughs> yeah. I want to make sure. I again, we thank you. Uh, for coming on our show. We really appreciate it. This was very informative. Uh, it was a good conversation, honestly. Uh, like I said, you... Thank I, you. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, like you kind of gave me a counseling session real quick. and I, I, I wasn't expecting it, but I, I really got some really good information from you and just some good... Just good combo to actually kind of discuss some of these things because, you know, you never understand really what you're going through until, like you say, okay. you're educated about it. So I mean, that's why I think now I need I need to go get some counseling or something. Just 
just to help strengthen it. You know, if you don't use it, you yeah. know, as some people say. So uh, why not strengthen? Yeah, a lot of I mean, a lot of insurance companies um, support counseling now. So I mean, if you have insurance, you can always go to an agency they accept it, and um, you can get free counseling in you know most places. And if anybody's listening in Louisiana and uh, they have Medicaid or Meta Medicare or their kids have Medicaid, they can all always go to um, a place and sign up for counseling because Medicaid will pay for it. So, okay. I mean, it's not something that you have to come out of pocket all the time with. Yeah. Oh, that's probably, I did not know that. I, did, I know she, yeah. um, he referenced something. Um, I'm not sure. I want to say he said you have a family member or something that maybe has some type of organization that deals with mental health. Yeah. My, um, well, my auntie, her name is, uh, Christiana, uh, Ford, and she's located on Elegance Fields in the Southern Ward. And she has a church called House of Faith, and she works, um, with, uh, the homeless population, like she feeds them every Monday. Um, I'm not sure of the time, but, uh, she also has a church and she welcomes people in, and she, uh, allows the homeless people to shower at her, um, wow. church and stuff like that. So, uh, she definitely is putting on. So, okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, like I said, again, thank you so much um, for this interview. And uh, maybe when uh, some other issues come about, uh, just whenever, um, you know, whenever you want to, whenever you can, again, we got to set this up again and, and do this more often. And then it's good, too, um, not only to have a mental health expert, but to have, a very educated black woman on our show like we, you know we, we we really like have a strong kudos for that like like it's many of you out there that that and people don't don't give them a recognition because they don't they looking at what you're doing and they not really looking at what you're doing you know so um right, you know, we, right. we appreciate you we appreciate well, thank what, you yeah we appreciate what you're doing so um again thank you so much for your time we really appreciate it, and uh, thank you. I don't know what else to well, say. But thank you. Thank you, man. <laughs> you know, hit me up anytime. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, so y'all, again, thank y'all for listening to the Unqualified Sports Podcast, a special edition, mental health edition. Y'all have a blessed one.